he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. So Thanksgiving is upon us for all that celebrate Happy Thanksgiving. We are thankful for our fellow FOTS. We are also thankful for our FOTS that have subscribed to our Patreon. And a little treat for you guys, Black Friday, there is a sale. What is the sale, Jackie? What do they get? Um, you guys will get 20% off a yearly membership to our Patreon just this weekend only, just this Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Normally it's 10% off if you buy the whole year versus paying month to month. This weekend only it's 20% off and that lasts you throughout the entire year so if you were on the fence and you were like mm, I don't know now's the time to do it because now's when you're gonna pay the least and save the most money so and that's just the gift that keeps on giving I that mean, is extra she's all about content in your feed on top of the weekly it's like Christmas yeah. morning and cheaper than it would ever be if you subscribe any other time so, so now's the time get it guys. while it's hot yeah okay oh my god I don't even know where to start I went on an emotional roller coaster the last two hours, but also 48 hours, mm -hmm. and I just need to unpack this all with you, and I'm so happy I have this outlet in which I can Discuss. get this out, because I, I, I don't know what I would do without you right now. I know. It really was so good. I love when we get a messy ending, and it's just like... I wish, how can we bring the mess backwards though to the rest of like the season and the episodes? You know what I mean? Like I wish it didn't take us so long to get to this point because the buildup was worth it, but I'm like, at what cost? This whole season has been worth it basically. For the finale, we got like, this was a Barb yelling at Peter level finale for me that I sat in my bed and I could not believe what I was watching, that I didn't care that I sat through Ashley's farts and I sat through the stupid twins and all the things that I, I really didn't care about this season because it led me to this it mess. It all brought and I'm us just, back here. God bless this mess. Wow, God bless. You know, literally where to begin. Let's. I mean, shall we just go back to Monday night? Mm -hmm. Because we have so much to unpack from Tuesday night, but it's only fair to our listeners to remind them how we got here. Yes, let's back. Wouldn't you say? I would say. Okay, let let's let's backpedal. Let's get on the bike <laughs> and backpedal. Should I do one more do dive you, for for old time's sake? Yeah. Would you say like let's dive on in? To the last recap of yeah, the season? Yeah, it's the last dive of the summer, last beach day of the summer. It's late September, October. I know it's not really, but you know, the, it's the vibe, you know? It's like back to school. You're yeah, nervous, yeah, yeah, like yeah, Your yeah, schedule yeah. is going to come in the mail. You're not sure if your crush is going to be in your class. You got a mm -hmm, little of that anxiety. Mm -hmm. Was that just me as a kid? I don't know. No, big day comments. when everyone would get their teacher assignments, like in elementary school, and you would call all your friends oh and God. be like, what teacher did you get? What teacher did you get? Yeah. Always. It was like the best day and the worst day. Anyway. Yeah. We're not here to discuss that and unpack our elementary <laughs> We're not here to unpack traumas. our childhood trauma. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I've been practicing my dives literally all summer. Five, six, seven, eight. You know, like in those movies at the end when it's like, when dun, they finally dun, dun, like hit the home yes. yes. <laughs> When they finally hit the home run. Yeah. And like everyone like turns, but it's in slow motion. That was you just diving in up. I will say that is your first 10 of the season, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I worked all summer for this. Your work has paid off and I'm really proud of you. Thank you so much. All right, let's get into it, shall we? Let's get into it. Yeah. 
Do you want a towel or you're good? No, I'm good. I'll air dry. Um, I don't even okay. know where to begin. I Honestly, the first thing that I have from Monday night's episode is Logan giving out his rose and Kate rejecting it. Just the whole conversation of how like Kate tried to twist it on him just being like, you said I was critical and I looked down on you and I was stimulated by the drama. And it was like, yeah, because that's exactly what you did. We have it all on film. And then that was all discussed later on in the reunion. I just, justice for Logan, you know? People were comparing this moment to Zeneb leaving Cole at the altar. Yes, but I don't think it had the same effect like Zeneb no not at all but people were like it was very much in line with like she thought she was gonna get like some kind of standing ovation walking away right but I just don't know like how she thought it was going to come off that way given all the things she said like I don't know it's like literally take Zeneb's whole speech but like substitute the actual like valid things Zeneb said with like things that Kate actually said about Logan and her criticisms of him and it's like why did you think that this would make sense to the viewers at home because the viewers at home are like no 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 so they finally got a chance at the reunion to confront each other about their split and everything. And the thing that was just so crazy to me is I think this would have been a really nice moment for Kate to humble herself and be like, yeah, I I watched back some of the things I said and they came out way harsher than I intended, like, or I didn't really mean it like that, or, you know, any, any sort of apology to just be like, those weren't nice things that I said about you. And instead, she literally said, her exact quote was, I hate that you had to hear that. And she was just yeah. venting to her girlfriends. But in no, nowhere in there is there an apology. Nowhere in there is even like a trying to defend the things that she said. She literally was just like, like she basically was just like, I said this and you heard it, period. It's like that girl from Mean Girls when she's like, I hate you because you're fat, but you're fat because I hate <laughs> yeah, you. Like yeah, there was yeah. like no reason behind what she did. Yes, I said these bad things about you, but I'm sorry that you had to hear them. Like I'm not actually sorry that I said them. Right. She's only sorry she got caught. Right. She's like double down on it. So on Monday night though, after Kate leaves, people are very much Team Logan, not really vibing with what Kate did. Mm-hmm. A lot of alumni are tweeting on behalf of Kate, saying, you know, Kate got a bad edit. She's a really nice girl. I know Jill was someone that tweeted on Kate's behalf. A couple of the other girls did. And I'm like, did Kate, like, pay you guys off? Because this, look, we are the first people to call out a bad edit. Yeah. But this is, like, time and time again, someone that just was exhibiting really nasty behavior. And, like, if again, if you can own it and apologize, that's one thing. But that's not what she ever did. And so to blame some kind of... Of edit seemed really weird. Kate then tweeted though, she basically doesn't apologize, doesn't take ownership, but then on Tuesday night she tweets, in light of the reunion tonight, I want to speak directly to all of you. I deeply apologize for the classist things that I said on Bachelor in Paradise this season. I was shocked when I saw the show myself and I cringed as much as you guys did watching it. If I could take it back, I would. I've apologized to Logan, but want to extend that apology to anyone who may have been offended by those comments. I have nothing but respect for Logan and the rest of the cast. That is news to me. When did she tweet this? This was while it was airing? Literally two hours ago, yeah. So she just now realized two hours ago that the things that she said she should maybe apologize. Because this is the first apology we've heard from her this whole time. And she just realized two hours ago? Yeah, and up until just the other day, wasn't she tweeting that that Logan couldn't go to Cabo because he couldn't afford it? Yeah, and like was like kind of jabbing the narrative. I think she a little thought bit more maybe there. more people would like kind of 
rally behind her or think it's funny but it just it really didn't come across that way my sister in christ this joke was not funny and i'm glad that you were finally realizing that you needed an apology but perhaps too little too late I don't know. Yeah, and I don't doubt that, like, like you know, a lot of people in the cast are coming to her defense. I don't doubt that Kate has, like, really nice, kind, great moments in between the moments that we saw. But the fact of the matter is, it's like, I don't know, I think people get caught up in the moment you say things you don't mean or or that you do mean and you regret them after after you see it played back. The weird thing is it took her till literally, like, now to realize, oh, maybe I should apologize for that this whole time. And it's like, I was talking shit about you to my friends. I didn't know that you would know about that. Like, the mic that's <laughs> But there's literally a camera in my face and I'm I didn't up. realize. And I mean, I feel like I've said that in a previous recap. Like, does she not know she's on TV? What did you think was happening with the camera guy in your face and the mic pack attached to your back? I wonder that a lot. Do these people remember that they're on TV? Well, because she also, like, yes, the whole, uh, my sister in Christ, you can't afford blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like that was to someone directly. But there was plenty of things she said in a confessional. She knew that she was giving this oh, narrative. Yeah. yeah. That he doesn't make enough money. She says in her exit interview, I want a guy with a big dick and an even bigger bank account. Mm-hmm. You understand the storyline you were painting that Logan wasn't established enough for you. Then we find out at the reunion though, this like, rags to riches story from Logan that he yes he was a dog walker and yes he you know did some jobs odd end jobs here and there but it was because he was like trying to like start a business and he he was really proud of that business and he apparently told Kate this as like a good thing and then all she saw was the negativity from it that like he's a dog walker instead of him being like you know, Instead of valuing, like, dogs. his aspirations. Because he had said he wants to, like, work in the film industry. Yeah. I guess, like, I don't know that much about Logan. Has he made any films? Like, how's that going for him? I don't know, but, like, his look was giving Dawson Leary season one. Okay. And, which is, is weird because Dawson Leary was in the film industry and he was, like, he made a movie on Dawson's Creek. But I don't know of any Logan's established films as of now. He probably... I think he's still aspiring, but I think that's fine. He has to get his phone fixed, and then he will probably go on to make a film. And yeah, I'm here for Logan. Like, I'm so team Logan on this. I think, Kate, I'm hoping that she's learned from this. And again, we're all, we understand when there's a bad edit. Like, I'm the first person to call out when I think it's bullshit and I think it's producers. I don't think this was produced. I think she thought it was going to be interpreted differently. Like, I thought she, I think she thought people would think it's funny and rally behind her little one-liners. Couldn't you see if this was, like, Corinne delivering these lines? It could have been interpreted differently. There's so much that goes into it. And maybe it's, like, as little, maybe it could be editing as far as, like, what music gets put behind it or you know if there's more smiley saying it and not smiley you never really know I totally think Corinne saying it could be totally interpreted a different way um and I don't know if that's the edit or just like personality wise like Kate comes off a certain way and Corinne comes off a certain way ask for funny background music in your ITMs I think that would help can we discuss Aaron and Genevieve we can discuss Aaron and Genevieve you said that Aaron and Genevieve reconciled peacefully or something like that WTF and I want to like unpack this whole thing because I have never more believed that Aaron never liked Genevieve to begin with and is was literally just there for a show than seeing how this all ended. So to unpack a little bit more, it has come out. Reality Steve posted something about this last week and discussed it on his podcast that Aaron had been seeing two women prior to going on Paradise and now he's still seeing one of those 
women. And just seeing the way that he broke it off with Genevieve so calmly, and it's just very crazy to go from like such a passionate, fighting, will they or won't they, I love you, I hate you relationship, to then once the show is wrapped and it's time to end, to be like, thanks, bud. Hope you have a good life. Like, wasn't this yeah. a great experience? I wish you the best. Like, they literally were like co-workers, the way Aaron was treating it. <laughs> and you could see the way Genevieve actually was really emotional in the reunion. But Aaron was just like, thanks. Thanks for a nice experience. I've had a lovely time. Back to normal yeah. life. Goodbye. I feel like watching Aaron and Genevieve, I've gotten kind of addicted to their toxic drama. Mm -hmm. That when I knew that they were going to reunite on stage, I was like, yes, Round two, let's go. Like, what are we going to fight about today? And the fact that they just sat next to each other and they were like, oh, wow, you look nice. Okay, great. Good to see you. Good night. I was pretty disappointed. I was expecting more of a brawl. And turns out Genevieve tweeted during the finale. Mm -hmm. To everyone wondering why I didn't bring up the two girls back home, I didn't know about it until after we taped the reunion. Missed opportunity. Totally. Because that would have been World War like seven with them because it was like so civil that I was like did you guys even care about each other you guys well, were from, so emotional over each other I think Genevieve was more stunned and shocked because you could tell in the reunion she was like a little shaky and then the way that Aaron was literally like yeah like we had like really strong positive feelings for each other love even it's like dude this is someone you literally said you loved and you're gonna like backtrack on that and just say strong positive feelings like I've never met a more like HR friendly way to describe <laughs> your coworker than strong positive feelings. Like that means nothing. It's like, I'll see you at the conference tomorrow. Like, I think he was just trying at that point to make a total clean break, like be nice and respectful. I wish you the best. You look great. Wish you happiness. Like, so that I can go back to my girlfriend. It's right like, now. we had a great yeah. time. I got a lot of screen time, a lot of drama, a lot of memes were made about me. And thank you so much. I'm going back home to my girlfriend. That's what mm -hmm. I, that's what that felt like to me. These two knew that they were big enough stars from their respective seasons that if they got together, people would care. And we did. Yeah. And it just seems like a little too convenient. And I will say, I would want that replicated for next season. Like, it almost gives me Ashley and Jared vibes that, like, I feel like if there's not, like, a toxic couple that fights all the time next Paradise, I will be longing for it. I, like I said, I'm addicted to this drama. I want them to fight about something. Yeah. So... I could see them, if they're both single next season, going back. back. Oh my God, could you imagine? I really Round can. Two. I mean, they did it with Ashley and Jared. It would be so entertaining. And I think Aaron has enough, like, awareness of the whole situation to be, like, down to do it again. I just, I question whether Genevieve is, like, in on it or being played. Um, so Genevieve made some sort of TikTok that implied that she was done with reality TV. But we'll see. I mean, when the FabFitFun sponsorships run dry, you gotta start, That's true. you know, weighing your options again. So I'm sure by next summer, she might be whistling a different tune. Yeah. This holiday season, there is no better way to say I love you than by taking care of each other. And that's why this year, the gift of health is truly all you need. And with Everlywell, you can find 30 plus at-home lab tests, vitamins, supplements, and more for every person on your holiday list. Yeah, so Everlywell is a digital health care designed for you with personalized results and accessible tools for long-term health. Perfect gift for mom and dad, hello. Mm -hmm. With over 30 at-home lab tests and high-quality vitamins and supplements, you'll be able to find the perfect test for you or for a loved one. Like I said, dad, we want to give you the food sensitivity test and figure out why, you know, you're not really vibing that well with milk. Or give mom <laughs> the women's health test. They also have celiac disease screening tests and a bunch of other options, including a sleep test, which I want to still take. 
Yes, that is the next on my list that I definitely want to try. I've told you guys this before. I did the metabolism test and it was so easy. Basically how it works is Everly Well ships the product straight to you with everything you need to take this test in one package so you're not driving to a lab or anything like that. You do a simple and easy sample collection in the comfort of your own home and then you use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your tests back to a certified lab and in just a few days you get your physician reviewed results sent to your phone or computer. And once you have those results you guys can share them with your primary care physician and discuss with them what they feel is the right next step for you personally. And if you order vitamins and supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. So it's so easy, guys. Over a million people have trusted Everly Well to support their health and wellness goals, and you should too. Yeah, and like you literally did the metabolism test and you were Mm -hmm. like, this is so easy and I didn't have to go into a doctor's office or a lab. And it's just so convenient to have it in the comfort of your own home. Totally, and really helpful to get that information too. It was just really insightful. So the gift of health Health has never been so easy to share than it is this holiday. For listeners of She's All Batch, Everly Well is offering a discount code. So 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash she's all batch. That's everlywell.com slash she's all batch, and that will get you 20% off your next at-home lab test. And like we said, there are 30 plus to choose from. Mm-hmm. So go check out everlywell.com slash she's all batch. That brings us to Michael A. and Danielle. I literally wrote down when they were discussing on Monday night, they are too pure for this show. The compass Mm. in all caps, exclamation point, exclamation point, question mark, sobbing. And that's how I feel. They are too pure for this show. Like that was just such a beautiful moment. I wish they would have addressed the Sierra stuff a little bit more at the finale, but it seems as though like that isn't as important as everything else that they touched on. So it really got like about five seconds of screen time. Well, because I think from the beginning, they have been rigging this because they they wanted Michael A. and Danielle to end up as a couple, right? And so like, I feel like I really felt bad for Sierra because she literally got one sentence to speak and then maybe she spoke more actually when they were filming it, Mm -hmm. but all of it was cut. None of it was addressed how he really did like lead her on two time it was totally glossed over and I think it's really just coming down to like and I'll get to it when we talk about the Victoria and Greg stuff because I have strong feelings but I really just think they at all costs are here to like protect their couples and they don't want to let Sierra talk more because it's going to make Michael A look bad and that hurts their whole narrative well when you're saying they're like setting Michael A and Danielle up to be a couple Mm -hmm. this whole time why did they need to make this like web of lies in order to get there? Couldn't they have put them both on the beach day one? They could have Original gotten together. Cast, and yeah. then they, they could have been a Brandon and Serene, rode the whole way out, and then th- that's great. There you go. Instead, they had to like, Michael A needed to stay on the show, so they needed Sierra to date him, mm-hmm. and she f- falls in love with him, starts getting all these strong feelings. Danielle comes in later. And then doesn't have to do they, Casa Amor. They they don't have to do Split Week yeah. because he's a favorite and we just we just brush that part under the rug. Like all these things had to happen where like was Danielle just busy that first week of paradise so they had to like orchestrate this entire story because they could have just made it a lot easier on everyone and spared Sierra's feelings. By not doing it. Yeah, I wonder if they just picked the more difficult route because, like, they didn't care about Sierra's feelings. And they were like, well, this will be more dramatic and more entertaining if we if we can pull this off and do it this way. And we'll just cheat and make up rules so that we can. I don't know. Because it's <laughs> like, how many Brandon... Because how many Brandon and Serene's, like, can you have in one season, really? Of people who were, like, from day one together and then they get engaged. I feel like you can really only have, like, one. 
I mean, or two. <laughs> Sometimes they have the two. The limit does not exist I in guess. paradise. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of Michael A. Mm-hmm. and Sierra and Danielle, there has been another story that I, I want to kind of dig into a little yeah. bit. So Danielle went on Caitlin Bristow's podcast, Off the Vine, and they were kind of discussing Danielle's whole journey with Michael A. and them as a couple. And they talked about Sierra, but they didn't talk to her, about, or they didn't talk about her very kindly. And Sierra kind of fired back on Twitter. But here's what they said on Caitlin Bristow's podcast i feel like you two have a very healthy relationship on our screens right now there's been really no drama for you except for the fact that what's her face is trying to say like but in three days he let me on and there's a bigger plan it's and like, i've got receipts and i'm like but if you have receipts that's fine like show them yeah show them i in my opinion i have never talked to her so i can't speak for her but from my opinion from an outsider viewer wells and i talked about this is just like, dude, it was three days and he might have had some feelings towards you that doesn't, like, don't take that away from what it really was because maybe it was something nice that made him realize, like, hey, wait, I did like you, but it's not where I want it to be. And, like, what you're watching the rest of the season play out at. Yeah. Yeah. She's making it seem like he was just, like, a little playboy. But, like, also, again, this is, this is, honestly, it's been, it's been a little frustrating. But if this is someone that you really cared so much about, like, you know and respect, why are you shitting on his happiness? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. And it's everything that they were, like, accusing Sarah of saying as far as, like, oh, it was, he led her on for three days and it was all part of a greater plan. Like, that was true. Basically, like, they used Sierra there and her feelings as collateral damage. The producers did, Michael A. did, as a way to kind of push this whole other thing. And it's, like, we're going to sit here and be like, oh, well, it doesn't matter because it was only three days. Like, this whole process is three weeks. So, right. And, like, I mean, f- first and foremost, I think the biggest issue people have is that her name is Sierra, not What's-Her-Face. And the fact yeah. that you couldn't even give her the decency of addressing her by name was really shitty. Yeah. And I think everyone, even Caitlin herself, agrees with that. Then, to say three days, as if three days isn't equivalent to three years in Bachelor world. Yeah. Like, are you actually saying that three... Three days on The Bachelor, it's like, oh my god, I got three days with him. Like, we're practically married. So for you to say that that's all of a sudden not a long period of time, you get five minutes at a cocktail party and you're, like, screaming because you're so happy. Also, it's like, who are you to judge her feelings? You know what I mean? Like, whether it was one day, three days. And we saw, we Mm -hmm. all watched them. They did have a a strong connection from the beginning. So it's like, who are you to, like, regulate how Sierra is supposed to feel about someone who she clearly had some sort of relationship with like who cares if it was three days it's just like it's not nice and it's like we're already in a situation where it's like they kind of had to concoct this whole thing to hurt Sierra to get the result they wanted so you can at least be sensitive to someone else's feelings in the process what's so weird is they recycle storylines and narratives from past seasons and I've brought up Bachelor in Paradise I think season two in the past with the the Samantha Julia Mm -hmm. and Joe Bailey love triangle. Joe Bailey had to date Julia because he knew Sam was coming and he had to, Julia kept him on the beach. Yeah. The amount of hate Sam got because Julia was played was the entire season. Like everyone was talking about it. Everyone on the show was mad. It was a whole thing. So for all of a sudden the exact same storyline to play out this season and we're supposed to just kind of brush Sierra off like, oh, your feelings don't matter. Yeah. Get over it. It was three days. It's really crazy to watch it unfold this way. So 
Sierra has spoken out about this. First off, um, Reddit had a failed day with this podcast. People were really unhappy with how Danielle and Caitlin spoke about the situation. Sierra tweeted some DMs that she got and then tagged Danielle and Caitlin, basically saying, like, this is what people are saying. Then Sierra also tweeted, for clarity, I'm over Michael and have been. This is why I don't understand why I'm a point of topic for them. For those who keep saying, quote, get over it, it's comical because I'm in a relationship, but damn near 40 and hating on a 27-year-old that also had your man, goodbye, my feelings are valid. I googled Danielle's age and mm -hmm. she's 37. So she's clearly talking about Danielle yeah. being you're damn near 40 and you're hating on a 27-year-old that also had your man. It's not I a mean, good look. It's not a good look. Caitlyn has apologized since mm -hmm. this has all transpired. I don't know if it's because of the backlash or or maybe just some time to reflect on how the episode really turned out, but I'm sure it's Caitlin's because of the backlash, you know? She said, Sierra, I am deeply sorry. I have been reflecting for a few days and I see where I went wrong. I sent you a DM a couple days ago and one now on Instagram would love to apologize offline and to you personally. It's an apology. From someone with anxiety, I feel for Caitlin that she sent her a DM a couple of days ago, clearly implying that Sierra has yet to respond. Yeah. So she's like stewing in this for days, waiting for Sierra to reply. So I would like to hope that Sierra has seen the DM by now and has replied, but she may never Sierra reply. She doesn't have to reply. Yeah, and I mean, people did have some kind of issue with the fact that, like, why did you have to say that publicly? Like, couldn't you have just apologized? There is something to be right, said. Right, so about that's why I think it's like her responding to the backlash mm -hmm. more than her really caring about Sierra's feelings. But I think she cares a little bit. What did you think calling her what's a face, what's her face, and completely dismissing her feelings as if we shouldn't care about how she feels in the situation? I, I don't get how anyone could think that that was a good idea. I could get from Danielle's side of the story, like, look, this girl used to date my guy. I really want her to stop because, like, I'm happy now. We just want to move forward. Mm -hmm. I get being the Danielle in the situation, just wanting everyone to just, like, kind of be happy for you now because I get it. But don't dismiss her feelings. She has every right to feel the way she feels and to feel like he was maybe using her as like a stepping stone to get to Danielle, which like, I don't know, you kind of were. He was. I think Caitlin like underestimated the response she would get and thought that like, because we know there's a bachelor hierarchy and Sierra is not as high up right now as M Michael and Danielle are. And I think she thought she could just kind of like discard Sierra mm. and no one would call her out for it. But I think the internet has gotten better about that. You know what totally. I mean? Like, I think she thought like she like because she's part of the hierarchy. She understands how it works in Bachelor Nation. I think she just thought no one would care. But we're all over here like Sierra, Sierra in the peanut gallery. Mm -hmm. Something that I thought I need to discuss before we move off of Michael and Danielle, the fact, so they, they're still together. They're very happy. She announced that she's moving to Ohio. They're not moving in together, but she's just moving to the same area as him so they can like date like a normal couple and not be long distance. And so then he says, I love you. And it was this huge thing, a huge big deal. Everyone's so emotional because he had never actually said, I love you to her before. And it's crazy to me that she was about to pick up her whole life and move, and he had never even said, I love you? That feels backwards to me. That's crazy. Ladies, do not go change your city for a man who's not saying he loves you. 
I'm glad he finally said it, but like that was, I couldn't believe he hadn't already said it before. Even when he was about to say it, so he's like, I've only ever said I love you to one person before. And like Danielle like looks down and like nods her head. Like it's almost like she's heard that line a bunch from him because like before Mm -hmm. I tell you I love you, I have to remind you about someone else that I also loved. And I, again, I don't know what it's like to be in Michael's situation, but I do feel like, I don't know. I think that was a beautiful moment to watch unfold, but I think right before he said it, she probably was like, I'm not the one, like, I'm. we're not there yet because I'm not yeah. living up to, I don't know. No, it it's a of- really tough thing. I mean, I like you said, I can't even pretend to relate to such a difficult situation, but it almost feels like there's like three people in the relationship because Michael had mm. such a good relationship with his previous wife it's not the same type of thing where you like broke up with someone so there's like some sort of reason why you're not together like it's almost like three people and feelings need to be like involved in it you know what I mean yeah on the beach though like I I feel like Michael gave like Michael gave Laura's blessing Mm -hmm. on her behalf like by saying oh she would have loved you and while I'm sure that was like a really beautiful thing for Danielle to hear I'm sure there will get to a point where Danielle doesn't always want to be kind of compared to his ex-wife. Yeah. Sensitive topic, though, because I don't know how the fuck to navigate this. It's re- No, it's really difficult. That's the thing is I think Michael's ex-wife is always going to be a part of his life and a part... Like, it's his son's mom. So it's always going to be... It's not like a, a normal ex where, you know, you eventually move on from it. It's, all, it's, a, it's a very difficult thing. I mean, I don't know the first thing about how to navigate that. So I really commend them both. And I think they are both beautiful people. And I'm I'm happy for them as much as I'm happy they're ultimately messy. getting their yeah and, and they're getting their ending and she's bonding with mm-hmm. James and they're having their sweet little life. So this is so much better for Michael too. Like yeah. we didn't put him through the bachelor. We didn't like ruin his life. He just gets his girl, and he, and they're living in Ohio, and he can, like, Yeah. Go wow, out. every now I mean, and then the producers, like, have the little streak of niceness. It's like, wow, you didn't psychologically torture this man who, and you actually, they really did actually help him find love. This is, like, the one okay. time that they but, did. They literally no, changed the so, whole rules and cheated so that he could find love. But they're still assholes because they're, like, well, No, I'm saying, but just Sierra. this one time. Oh, yeah. To, well, to Sierra, yeah. yeah, they were. But to Michael A. specifically. It's still not pure. No, it's There's not no pure. heartedness here. But they really did help him find love. Yes, yeah, Sierra was collateral mm. damage in that, and I do feel bad. Yeah. They helped him find love by breaking all the rules <laughs> and torturing all the other contestants around him. Yeah. Sure. So the Rodney, Eliza, Justin of it all, for the amount of time they took up on the beach Mm-hmm. When they weren't even on the beach anymore. Yeah. Like, with everyone sobbing and, like, acting like they, they had died. It got all of 30 seconds in the reunion. I mean, we're, they're like, Eliza, what do you think? Do you want to go back to Rodney? Mm-hmm. She's like, sure, yeah, I'll go back to Rodney. And Rodney's like, Eliza, go fuck off. Like, I'm not fucking yeah. doing this. Yeah. And that's basically, that's all you need to know. Because nothing happened. Eliza said to Rodney, I never stopped having feelings for you. I literally wrote down, well, what about when you were literally at Justin's doorstep? Eliza needs to figure out what she wants. That that girl still does not know. Should we get into the meat and potatoes of this recap? Yes, but before we move on from Rodney, so mm-hmm. our girl Lace DM'd me while oh, I was um, memeing. I posted like a selfie of me staring at the TV, like in shock because like the Victoria Johnny yeah. shit was just like crazy. 
And Lace wrote me and she's like, crazy, right? And I'm like, oh my God, this is nuts. And I was like, what the hell happened to you though? Like, she's in the front row. She's in prime seating. The girl didn't fucking talk. So this is what Lace said. She goes, I had a whole segment. So did Andrew. All cut. They brought me a cake and sang happy birthday. So, and I mean, that's, I mean, she brings up Andrew. Andrew did not speak. And like, I forgot about Andrew until you just said it right now. I forgot where was Andrew. He didn't speak. And also like, leave it to Greg Grippo to show up his best friend during a reunion that he wasn't even a part of the cast. I know. Like, Greg Grippo was more important in this Paradise reunion than Andrew, who was original cast Mm -hmm. and on every single episode. Yeah. And we still have unfinished business with Andrew. What happened with Teddy? Did he reach out to her when he got home? Where was Teddy? Yeah, she didn't go, which I think further furthers the whole narrative that she has uh-huh. a problem with production. I can't wait to have her on the podcast in two years or something because shit went down. You know it did. The twins also weren't there either, but Sally was without her suitcase. Yes, I know. I made note of that so as well. So many things that are left unsaid. I know. We'll get to the bottom of it. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. All in due time. I mean, no offense to Lace. Like, it makes sense, though, if they were pressed for time to cut her birthday cake. But the Andrew stuff, I really want to know. Maybe it didn't really amount to anything, though. Maybe he was like, yeah, I reached out to Teddy and we're just friends. And, like, that's it. So they were like, well, why add that? Okay, but. We could could have done without a lot. No, I agree with you. We could have done without, like, four episodes seven weeks ago that could have given us a lot more of particularly the Victoria and Johnny discussion, which let's unpack. Johnny and and Victoria are getting, they're getting engaged. They're talking about getting engaged. I do need to point out the funniest thing to me Mm -hmm. on Monday night. They're talking about getting engaged and Johnny literally says, I don't know if you've ever been engaged before, but I haven't. And Victoria's (laughs) like, Johnny, no, I haven't been engaged. And I'm like, this is someone that you're considering proposing to tomorrow. And you don't know if she's ever been engaged? Yeah. Perhaps we need to take some more time. I will say the foreshadowing was pretty incredible for this being like (laughs) a reality show where there's not like actual writers. Like the fact that they also had a conversation of Johnny literally saying um, he in the past in past relationships like he hasn't felt worthy and in the past girls dip out for someone else. Like you literally couldn't write that better. I'm like how did they create this scene foreshadowing before not even, even knowing yeah exactly before any of this happened before Greg Grippo was in the picture at all it was it was really artistically done beautiful beautiful and for for Victoria to choose someone that is basically Johnny just with a different face like the same exact hair <laughs> they are so the similar same exact, all right I well mean, let's get into it I think the first thing that was really addressed Johnny comes on stage and you know he's obviously very upset but I think the thing that was most notable to me was the discrepancy in like whether they were together or not and the thing that was interesting is like no one ever says at any point that they broke up they say things like I said to you I'm not going to be engaged to you if it's like well that doesn't Mm -hmm. and then she's like so we, we it was fine it's like no 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 that doesn't sound like a breakup to me and then um Victoria said at one point she was trying to explain when the breaking point was and it's like so there was no actual breakup. You guys were just fighting a lot and unhappy. That to me kind of sounds like cheating, right? Like if it's I similar think, to the Rachel and Tino thing, actually. I, oh, I was going to just say, I think Johnny is Rachel, Victoria is Ross, and Greg Grippo is the girl from the copy place. Because I think they were on 
like John, Victoria thought they were on a break because they were fighting so much. Mm-hmm. So she goes and hooks up with Greg, aka the girl yeah. from Copy Place, who Ross hooked up with. Like, do you think that Ross and Rachel were on a break, or do you not think that they were on a break? Oh, I can't Very get it. I'm like, I, I need a whole other podcast to get into this whole thing. Yeah, I think they were on a break, but not in the sense that he, that that she they, should be immediately hooking, hooking up yeah, with hooking up with anyone, anyone, especially someone who they had clearly had conversations about in the past in their well, relationship okay. and some back and forth about. That's where it gets juicy because he says that before anything comes out, there were rumors that maybe there was something going on. The guy she tells you not to worry about. Like, that was Greg in their relationship. Like, oh, he's just someone that I used to talk to before we were engaged. Like, there's nothing with Greg, the guy that looks kind of just like you with the same hair, only probably a little bit cuter and more popular in Bachelor Nation. Like, Like, we're just friends. We're just friends. We're just friends. Yeah, no. No one's just friends with Greg, sad boy, Grippo. Yeah, I, I just really don't trust a lot of what Victoria says because at one point Johnny is like, oh, and then you were like, you know, out there posting with Greg. And she's like, when did I post with Greg? I didn't post with Greg. And and Johnny names like an exact example of when she posted with Greg. And she immediately is like, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And it's just like, dude, you are so guilty, but good at spinning this narrative. Did he say when in that moment, like the honeymoon suite in Nashville? Yes, yes. What is, what's the honeymoon suite? Maybe that's the bathroom they were in. Well, I remember Victoria was at some like romantic getaway in Nashville, but it was when she was supposed to be with Johnny. So I just assumed she was with Johnny. It was like some getaway that she went on, but like I didn't think twice about it. The fact that he's like the honeymoon suite in Nashville. So he knew exactly where she's at. And she's like, um, hello, I didn't post with Greg. It was just his arm in the background. Like, I was very strategic to always make sure there was a man yeah. shadow in the corner, but you couldn't ever tell. I just, like, this whole thing is crazy. And for the for them to say they decided they've always been friends, they decided they were interested in each other, and they thought, on a whim, let's go get a drink in Rome in two days. And it's like, say something less relatable. Yeah. Like, to, to be an influencer with unlimited PTO, no responsibilities at home, that you can just up and leave the country to get a drink. And, like, and it was so dumb, though, because she's like, well, yeah, like, we can't be seen in New York, so, like, let's go to Rome. We, we have to leave the country. It's like, but you go to another international city where everyone has cameras and there's a million tourists everywhere taking pictures. It just, like, was dumb. Yeah, once again, I think they thought they had an invisibility cloak mm-hmm. if they go overseas. I need to point out the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Justice for Clémence. If you listen to this <laughs> podcast, you've heard that name plenty of times. Probably not in several weeks because she is not topical. Yeah. However, Greg was seeing Clémence this summer. Mm-hmm. He unfollowed her, which is when we thought he was going to plan to go to Paradise. Then he ended up not going to Paradise. And then Clémence kind of like, I guess... Drifted away back Yeah, but to Paris. I guess the most recent time that we know for sure they were together was Memorial Day weekend of this summer. So that's end of May, beginning of June. And so then this... So then Paradise so starts he, filming. Right, so he's chatting with Victoria. Paradise starts filming. Victoria goes away. Victoria comes back. They start chatting again. And then I think three weeks into it, they're together. Something that was very frustrating to me was that... Victoria defended herself the the exact same way that she defended herself when there were all the rumors during Peter Weber's season about her throughout her town, like sleeping with married men or breaking up marriages. I don't Mm -hmm. remember the exact allegations, but it was the same type of thing where Chris Harrison at the time said, Victoria, did you do? And she goes, absolutely not. And then Mm -hmm. 
no no follow-up questions and they did the exact same thing again and i'm just like jesse ask a follow-up excuse me like what i don't know why they let her get away with this except for i kind of do because i think they're just like protecting now victoria and greg as a couple then she brings up the fact that they are like they're seemingly serious Mm -hmm. they got matching tattoos and then greg tells us that they got it's Chow mm-hmm. and they're like he's like that's high in Italian like thank it's you like, yeah we know oh, is that from all of your um like, <laughs> all his take those, lessons like, yeah the language lessons that he takes people obviously were at the taping of this reunion and people leak their stories and it was released prior to this airing that there was going to be all these conversations about the fighting between Johnny and Victoria and what he called her and what he said about her like oh as a woman what Mm. are you good for but something that was cut out was there was also Mm. information that it was said at the actual taping that Victoria threw a wine glass at him and she told him that she was out and about she didn't throw it at the taping yeah no not at the taping just like throughout Mm. their fighting and their back and forth she had thrown a wine glass at him and has said uh she was out of his league so yeah and why and they cut that out once again i think to like protect victoria and greg now they're they're gonna bring them down to paradise like next summer as a bachelor in paradise success oh my god you really think they're gonna last i think this is hey they got tattoos it's official Oh my god! I'm pretty sure didn't like Claymont and Greg get tattoos when he. Oh was wait, yeah, they did. Like I don't think Greg loves that to get tattoos with shit. ladies in Europe. And Lise got a tattoo with Grant. No, I know it doesn't actually mean anything. And quite frankly, the way that they got together was so messy. I don't actually think it's gonna last. Victoria's ex, Chris Souls, texted me, wow, with a bunch of exclamation points after he tuned in. So I'm going to leave that there because I'm afraid of Victoria. I think she... You can leave it at that. (laughs) You're afraid of her. I'm going to leave it at that. Period. I think that it is fun when you first meet a guy and it's exciting and they're probably having lots of crazy sex and it's great. And... And especially when the whole world is against you, too. Like, they were giving off a Bonnie and Clyde vibe, and I was like, ooh, this is kind of, like, a moment. I mean, I'm so fucking here for it. You better believe I'm going to be, like, stalking their every move. It was wildly entertaining. I'm very much here for it. But it seems like Victoria was a little more into it. Like, she was the one that announced the tattoos. He's like, oh, we're doing this? Like, he did not seem to want to, like, Mm -hmm. let people on. For how involved they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. She's wearing his Spring Lake sweatshirt at Pilates. There's a lot of... I think she's all in. What's so crazy is like there's only been a few moments in Bachelor Nation history where we see a scene unfold and we know it's contradicting everything that's happening in present day. Mm-hmm. So we are seeing uh, Victoria get engaged to Johnny and she's like, I literally can't imagine life without you. You can't imagine life without Johnny? Well, you're going to have to because Johnny ain't in your life anymore and now it's Greg. And this only happened in July. It's fucking November. Yeah. Like, it's not that long ago. So for you to already be in a serious relationship with someone else, and she's also using the defense that it's July and that's why we should be okay with it. Like, she's like, that was five months ago, was it? Five? Also, like, you got, you were engaged. That doesn't add up. I don't think it takes such a short period of time to, like, get over it. It wasn't just, like, a little thing. That's also not five. <laughs> yeah, wait. Which is, like, it was July, five. August, September, October. It's November now. But also, wait. And this was this filmed was November 4th. 
November 4th. Oh, so really? that But still, that's only three months. Like, July to August, September, October, end of October, beginning of November is when it was filmed. Three months. Okay, can we also point out that Johnny, like, did not want to get engaged, though, and he basically told Neil Lane, he's like, yeah. I feel like we have to get engaged, and Neil's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> you don't have to get engaged, and, like, those are not the lines you're supposed to be saying, Johnny, you're supposed yeah. to act like you really want to. Yeah, Neil Lane is like, I get paid the same whether you actually get engaged or not, like, the rings yeah. are featured in the shot, so, like, I don't right. care. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. It, but what was crazy is that it seemed in the finale when he's proposing, Johnny seems like he really does love Victoria, mm-hmm. but it seemed like Victoria was more into the engagement yeah. portion. Like, she was the one talking about family this season. She was the one talking about how she wanted the serious commitment. So for her to kind of go to someone else now so publicly, and I think that's what Johnny was trying to express but mm-hmm. didn't really do a good job at it. Like, it's not the fact that you've just moved on with someone else. It's that you've done it so publicly and and with someone that clearly was a point of conversation throughout their yeah. relationship. That's, I think, what also really stings the most is, like, mm-hmm. it was, he was kind of alluding to the fact that they had several conversations where, like, Johnny would, like, look over Victoria's shoulder and she'd be, like, texting Greg and he'd be like, what are you guys talking about? She's like, oh, we're, like, yeah. just friends. And then as soon as you guys break up, like, not even break up, you have a big fight, you're blurry, not really broken up, we can't really find a definition of it, you're hooking up with Greg? The person you swore up and down you were not interested in. And honestly, I would give Victoria a lot more credit if she could just like own it a little bit. The fact that she's just always like, absolutely not. I didn't do that. It's like, we all know you did. I wish she could own the fact that like, look, clearly Johnny and I were not good for each other. We were fighting a lot. We were both saying like bad things to each other. Like this is a toxic situation. So... You know, I, I sought comfort in someone who is a friend and whatever. Like, I whatever. Like, own a little yeah, bit of it. Yeah, maybe explain it a little yeah, bit Yeah, explain more. from your perspective. Like, yeah, I was in a really, like, toxic, bad relationship. It's natural for me to then move on quickly to someone who was, like, more of a stable, safe partner or whatever. Like, say something. Don't just, like, deny, deny, deny until you die. Anything else to say? Oh, no. Wait, we have to do fucking last couple. Who's the last couple? Oh, Brandon and Serena. I literally don't care. They've been, I'm happy for them. They're beautiful. No, no, wait. I, 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 have, I have thoughts. Okay. Okay. So we literally almost forgot that we have to move <laughs> on to Brandon and Serene. Uh, I think I texted Jackie after the Greg and Victoria segment ended. I was like, can we just start recording now? We already know what's going to happen yeah. with Brandon and Which Serene. honestly we, we should have. We should have because everything that I thought was going to happen happened, including, so Jesse goes, do you want to get married right now? <laughs> so they cut the scene because I'm like, God, this is so awkward. If they say no, it's going to be so not romantic. They mm-hmm. don't show the scene because it is not romantic. Yeah. So we find out later they say no, but they don't show us that. They then announce them out on stage. Brandon's like showing his hand or something. So I thought he was like showing his ring. I thought maybe mm-hmm. something happened. They did get married. Jesse goes, We've never in the history of Bachelor Nation ever asked anyone if they want to get married right now. And I think it's semantics because he said, like, on the spot in paradise. But if you fucking are a fan of the show, they did this during Ben and Lauren's finale on the After the Final Rose. They had Ben's pastor in the audience, and they panned to them. They panned to the guy multiple times, and they're like, Ben, do you want to get married? Find out on the after the final rose. And like, it just turns out he's like, uh, no, we're, we're not getting married. And that, that was it. So I was confident that that was going to happen this time. Yeah. And it did happen the exact same way. But like, know your history, Jesse Palmer. You have asked other people 
to get married on the spot before. And it's never worked out for And no you. one ever wants to do it. Well, cause because that is, that's, now that's crazy talk. Get engaged in yeah. two weeks uh, to someone you barely know, fine. But get married, crazy talk. I do really like Brandon. I think he's very sweet. I'm happy for him and Serene. But they're so boring, I don't care. You know, that's, but that's always how it goes. There's always like that couple who's like so strong from the beginning and like you just know they're going to get engaged and they're going to get married down the line. And like that's great, but that's not going to make like messy juicy tv for me brandon tweeted something like uh you guys know i'm corny when i'm really happy about someone did you not see what season i was on before this and i'm like that's fucking weird just shining a light on the fact that you've already behaved this exact same way with the last girl that you dated on tv yeah i'm i i I thought while watching their engagement look Brandon's a hopeless romantic. Clearly, mm-hmm. this is just how he is in relationships. Yeah. If Serene reciprocates that, then good on her. I'm so happy that he's found his match. Michelle clearly didn't reciprocate yeah. it, and that wasn't, you know, what he needed. So while I do think it's a little odd that he's behaving the same way, he didn't get back from Michelle what he needed, which is what Serene is giving back. So, like, he's found his match, and I'm happy for them, and yeah. I really hope they go the distance. I think they will. I think they will, too. So, so everyone but, has their person, I guess, is the moral of the yeah. story. Yeah. So since the finale wrapped, though, everyone's favorite Nick Vial has spoken out. So he dropped his podcast and said he has all of the receipts of the timeline of Greg and Victoria. This is literally dropping. This just dropped as we're recording this right now without even listening to it. Can you predict what he's going to say? Because I can. He's like, look, I mean, they're two people, they like each other. Is it unfortunate? Yeah. Did they get together before Victoria actually broke up with Johnny? Uh, Yeah. Is it cheating? No. It's like, yeah. Okay. Uh, That's subjective. I mean, there's emotional cheating and then there's physical cheating. No, that's exactly what it's going to be. They were at my house playing game night. I mean, it's game night, right? Hard launch. I would go out on a limb and think, well, gosh, it's Natalie's bestie, Victoria. There's no way he's going to say anything bad about her. He seems to be very buddy-buddy with Greg. They were at... Nick's apartment playing yeah. games yeah. with Bachelor Nation favorites, Greg and, um, not Greg, Joe, Joe and, and Serena. Serena. Yeah. Something tells me this isn't going to be in favor of Johnny and it's going to very much paint that like, she just so happened to fall into the laps of Greg Grippo. It's just all so, just just so happened to be this way. Right. Like, what are the odds? Mike Fleiss, how did you allow Victoria to be seen with Greg so publicly so many times in so many ways? If you weren't benefiting from this whole thing. But I think they were like benefiting from it. No, that's what I'm saying. I think that ABC was a part of this. Like I literally shared on Instagram on Monday a photo of Greg and Victoria sitting in the front row at a hockey game. No one's wearing hats. No one's trying to hide. You don't sit in the front row at a hockey game if you're trying, you're going to be announced on TV as a couple and, and yeah. ABC wanted to protect that. No, yeah, spoiler. I definitely think they were, they were given free reign to just be like, do whatever you want. Like, go be seen, pretty much. Because, I mean, it's gotten us excited about watching the finale. After a real dud of a season, like, we needed that. I know, I I did tweet Mike Fleiss and I was like, look, I'm not complaining. You did a good job, but Mm -hmm. like call a spade a spade and say that this was planted. I would say before watching, I thought that they weren't even really together. I thought this was fake. Mm -hmm. Watching them, I think that yeah, I do really think like that, yeah, other, I don't but. think like the relationship itself was planted, but I think once they saw how things are going to unfold, they're like, mm, you can go in public, spoil this a little bit, tease it. So we'll see. I don't know. 
I'm exhausted, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how Bachelor Nation reacts to this. We are kind of blind reacting to this mm -hmm. without really... Obviously, like, I tweet and meme during the show, but, like, I haven't gotten a chance to really Marinate on it, yeah. Because we, with Thanksgiving being this week, we are trying to get this episode out to you guys before Thursday. So in order to do that, Jackie and I are recording this at midnight on Tuesday. We have to then edit, do a lot of stuff tomorrow. So you're welcome, yeah. bots. But we'll be getting it up as soon as possible on Wednesday once we edit everything and finalize what we're gonna have in the episode but yeah but just know that we're doing this without really getting to, I haven't had time to like let this seep in mm -hmm. really yeah the timeline matters this is just our first Reddit. our first response to the experience almost paradise I'm excited for a break it's gonna be such a beautiful Monday night when wait I don't have Hold to on. watch they show, So they show the fucking trailer for Zach's. Like, tell me you don't have faith in your lead without telling me you don't have faith in your lead. If you have to put Sean Lowe in your trailer, like, I get, okay, have him come night one, have him give advice, blah, blah, blah. You put him in, like, one of the first shots in the promo. That is ABC saying, look, guys, we know you don't like him, but, like, Sean likes him. Give him a shot. Yeah. Just, like, know your lead. Just... You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when Peter Weber was The Bachelor, like, they didn't try to give him, like, shower shots. It's, like, just yeah, understand yeah. what is going to make your lead look most appealing. They just had Peter, like, roll a lot of suitcases and stuff. Whereas, like, Colton, who's, like, more fit, shower mm. shots for days. Yeah. Zach maybe falls. <laughs> may, we should get Zach a suitcase to roll around. That's more of yeah. a vibe like, for him. Put him in. What's yeah. his job? I think it's I something really boring. Know. Probably like a scientist. No, like manager of accounts. Something like Ugh. so bland. <laughs> he probably is like the, yeah, the manager of like, um. What's like he a, literally has a Chandler Bing job. Like for all yeah. the Friends references. Oh, he's a like, trans monster. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, I know what Chandler did. Data reconfiguration and statistical factoring. Good job. That's what it was. Actually. Yeah. Well, this has been a lovely time, guys. I hope you enjoyed this recap. And if you have opinions, thoughts, concerns, like, like DM us. I would love to talk more about this finale with all of you. All right. I'm so okay. pruny. I need to get out of this pool. And I'm never going back in. Pool is closed for the summer. Aww. Like, Sorry. Do we have to um put, like, the chlorine in it? Yeah. Well, we have to cover it until next summer. And then you got to, like, spike it, right? I don't know. I never had a pool, so I don't know how all the chemicals work. Oh, yeah. You got to, like, spike it. Ugh, are, were you a pool girl? Did you have a pool in your backyard growing I, up? Ugh, so jealous I did, if you did. But like, like, I act like I fucking had anything to do with the cleanup of it, and I absolutely did not. But, yeah, you're supposed to, like, spike it with, like, I don't know, chemicals. Yeah, the chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving to all who celebrate. Again, we are so thankful for you guys supporting us. And I love this community that we've built. I truly do feel like you are all friends of the show. Oh, absolutely. I wish I could have a Thanksgiving table big enough to have you all over at my home Fox personally. <laughs> Ooh. All right, put that one on the back burner for mm -hmm. another day. That might be a good idea. Well, I've already thought about like 12 days of Fotsmas, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll work on it. Happy Fats Day. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, but in all seriousness, guys, we are so thankful for you and the support that you've shown us over the past year or so. 
One more reminder, if you are interested in checking out an at-home lab test, or honestly, it's really the best gift for a family member. If you're like, Grandpa, we need you to get your celiac disease checked out. Please take this lab <laughs> test. We, like, as a way to kind of push your family members who might be a little more stubborn, you can go to everlywell.com slash batch for 20% off your at-home lab test. And speaking of savings, if you want more content from She's All Batch, be sure to go to patreon.com slash she's all batch. This weekend only, Black Friday weekend, you can get 20% off a yearly subscription as opposed to the normal 10% when you buy a yearly subscription. So it will never be cheaper than it is this weekend. So yeah, get in, get in while it's hot. Totally. If you're on the fence, now is the time. And I think that's pretty much it. Have a really wonderful Thanksgiving, guys, with your families. Um, I hope you have a great day. And go tell everyone at the dinner table about this podcast and recommend it to them. Mm. And then also go on their phone and write a review on their behalf. But only yeah. if it's nice. I know everyone will be gathered in a group with like lots of people. That's a lot of reviews and um Just subscribe on like grandma's yeah. phone and then next week she'll exactly. come to her phone and she'll be like, what is this? And then they won't know how to like undo it because it's going to be exactly. you know, difficult. And like grandma doesn't care. Like she doesn't know how to get to the podcast app anyway. She's happy <laughs> to support and help. Right. All my so, grandmas are subscribed. No, so. same. Like I literally, when I'm around like big groups of people, I'm like, can I just have your phone for a second? And I subscribe. Yeah. Oh, what does it do to them? Like, they just get the episode. If you want to watch it or listen, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I'm only helping you. Right. So, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We will see you next week. If you're a Patreon member, maybe we'll see you sooner than that. We have lots of great content coming in December, and we can't wait to see you there. Follow me, She's All Batch. Follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore. And that's it, I think, right? I think that's it. Bye, bitches.